Last week we were talking about Hollywood and why these people in Hollywood have been making some of these outrageous statements about our country. I mean, what are they thinking? And um, if you didn't, if you wasn't here last week, I encourage you to get get last week, last week's CD. And and as I I pondered a little bit about what in the world is wrong with these people that are pretty much just. Um, Golly, if I had a terrorist list, I'd probably have to put them on there. I mean, they're making some outrageous threats against our country. And that's part, that's just, first of all, that's the way it's always been. You know, there's just always been some people that, uh, that, that have to gripe a little bit. But uh, I'm going, why? Why, why, why? So as I was, I was thinking about this and... Um, I think about because I've had I've had some terrible run-ins. I've had some run-ins with some animal rights people in the rodeo business over the years. And uh, what they don't understand, first of all, is that farmers and ranchers are the greatest environmentalists and lovers of animals that they ever existed. And what I tell people, and I've had a chance to tell this on some big media outlets, television and radio, because as the announcer, I get. I get pulled right in the middle of it. But what I tell them is about farmers and ranchers is this. We don't do this for the money. We do this is because we're gifted by God. We have uh, an instinct on how we're supposed to take care of animals and the land. I don't take that lightly. It's no accident that we're involved in agriculture out here in the country. We've been ordained by God to do that. And I have been attacked. There's a guy that used to show up at Cheyenne. And, and if you'd like to be entertained, his, uh, his organization is called SHARK. I don't even know what that stands for. It's an acronym for something. Um, but he's got a huge, huge following. He's making millions of dollars milking these little old people watching their videos, and he twists, and I mean, he calls me by name on several times, calls me a lot, listen to this guy lie about this, listen to this Justin McKee lie about that, and so I put up with that for a long time, and I've been out in the northwest where I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of farmers and ranchers who deal with um, the Environmental Protection Agency and trying to tell them how to ranch, and these people are coming straight out of New York City, and they're going to tell them how to run cattle out on the big range country, and I've been out there, and I've talked to the people in the logging business, and here's what the environmentalist will do. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some extra, I'm an animal rights advocate, and I am an environmentalist, but there is a radical side to that that blows anything that's real out of the water. And so there are people that are absolutely against logging that country. And I've flown over all of the Northwest, and there is a lot of available logs out there. And as you go up in the mountains, what you'll see, where they have logged, they have, they have cleaned it up because the things are going to die anyway, and it's going to get ugly, and it's going to be a huge fire hazard. But when they go back and they log it, they go back and they replant it, and they replant it better than it was before. 
And when, we, and when that happens, we can continue to have resources for fuel and shelter. That makes sense. But the environmentalist wackos, we'll call them, the extremists, it makes them feel good to save that tree. Now, two things I want you to think about. Remember that I said it feels good to save that tree, to protect that tree, because they think that they have let that tree live the life that it was supposed to live. God just gave me something right now that I think is very interesting, and I've never thought about this before. Remember last week and, and weeks before, I talked about the God-shaped hole that we all have, and we try to fill it with, with a lot of different things. I've tried to fill it with roping. Uh, there's musicians even that have tried to fill it with, with music, and I don't have to talk about uh, any, any other uh, addictions like shopping and stuff that you girls are trying to fill that God-shaped hole with because it makes you feel good. Some of us have done it with, with a... With a truck, boy, I thought, well, if I can just get that next truck or that next trailer, it's going to, boy, it's going to fill me up. We're all searching for a way to live the life that God designed us to live. And when an environmental wacko is trying to save the forest, can anybody see the parallel that God just gave me? We're designed to save we're designed to, to preserve in you what God ordained in you. There's something way down deep that they'll never acknowledge because most of them don't believe in God. Kind of makes you wonder what, that there's a reason they do that because way down deep there's a God-shaped hole going, man, you need to save them. You, you, need, to, you need to... It's a tree. It's not people, but we're all called by the Great Commission to love our neighbors like ourselves. It's just they got confused between people and trees, maybe. You see what I'm saying? But it makes them feel good. It makes them feel good. Whether it's a God-shaped hole or it's just their ego, it makes them feel good. There's, uh, as we talk about the animal rights people, the crazy ones, not us, animal rights people, there is a program called Holocaust on a Plate. That is a, that's a program come up by the people called the People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. Holocaust on a Plate. Holocaust is, on a Plate is their campaign that compares barbecuing a chicken on your grill with incinerating Jews during the Holocaust on world, in World War II. That's their camp. They believe it. It's the same. It's the same thing as burning a husband or a dad or a grandmother in an oven, a human being. It's the same. They can't differentiate. Now, we're all called 
to tell people the good news inside of all of us. It gets distorted sometimes. Now, they believe that a human and a chicken are of equal worth. And it makes them feel good. Remember I told you a moment ago, talking about the, the logging extremists? It makes them feel good to save a tree. It makes them feel good to save a chicken. And, and if you think about college kids that we see on TV getting a lot of um, airtime right now, so why are they so willing to side with Hollywood? Is because they haven't lived long enough to really know the difference between what feels good, because here's the difference. There's a difference between what makes us feel good and what actually does good. Because taking care of the forest and taking a crop off of it so we can have shelter for for now and for future generations, so we can have wood to burn and all the paper products that come from it, does good. It doesn't just feel good, it does good. And the reason God has given us an incredible supply of protein in this country, because it does good, keeping us well-nourished, fed, right? There's a difference between, this is the whole point, what makes us feel good and what actually does good. It makes people feel good to come fill in the space in the open rows at church makes them feel good to be a part of filling that row up. But if that's all they do, does it do any good? There's a difference between feeling good and really doing good. So if you want to write down the first part of your note, God's view on making governmental policy is this. I believe God's view is this. God wants us to ask, does it do good? Does it do good? Simple. It's real simple. Ask yourself the question in the political process when you're watching things going on in our country. And as I've said before, I'm not going to shy away from politics, especially right now, because that's what's wrong with our country is because preachers have shied away from politics. That's not the way God designed it. God designed this to be the platform, this pulpit right here, the church, to be the platform where people know right from wrong. Here's the thing. We all get distracted, especially by our media and advertising today, where even some of us that are earnestly seeking God's will, we get distracted by what feels, what looks good and what feels good. We all get sucked into it. But it's my job to remind you there's a difference between feeling good and what does good. One of the biggest differences between God's values and secular values is the worth of this. Write this down. The biggest difference between secular values and, and, and God's values is the worth of the human being. God loves chickens. God loves chickens, and he did a good job. And whoever brought the chickens tonight, you did a good job bringing all that chicken tonight. Linda, did you bring some chicken? Thank you, Linda. He did a good job. He did a real good job. God loves chickens. He did a good job making them. 
It feels good when we eat them, but God made them to take care of humans. Now, here's the difference. We are created in the image of God. We are, we are created in the image of God. A chicken is not created in the image of God. But all of you are. All of you are. Now, don't get me wrong. I love animals, and there's two dogs that I've had in my lifetime. I mean, I hope they're all in heaven, but there's two dogs I know will be there because they got saved, I'm telling you. They're my two dogs I grew up with. Well, actually, Jeannie had one when we got married, but I had a, I had a dog when I was Y'all have Y'all had that, that favorite dog or that horse. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that preacher. I'm just going to tell you right, right here and now, they're going to be in heaven waiting for you, okay? You don't, don't have to worry about that. All right? So don't get me wrong. That's one of the first things I'm going to look for. I'm going to look for old Frosty and Mickey, all right? Secular belief is that we were created in the image of, here's a secular belief. The secular belief believes that we were created in the image of carbon atoms. That's what they're teaching their kids, just so you know. Carbon atoms. And they also deny that we were created in God's image. I've always thought socialism... Here's something God gave me today. I've always thought socialism was to get people to believe they couldn't make decisions so they would follow whatever the government said. But it's deeper. Socialism was put in place... While the devil was still running around on this earth, he put the system of socialism in place before Jesus defeated Satan, because I'm telling you, he's been defeated. Now, we're working with a lot of the leftovers, but Satan has been defeated. Thank you. But it's deeper. Socialism was put in place while the devil had the run of the place. And socialism was put in place so you would not know your true identity. That's something God gave me today. Socialism, which is what a lot of these, these, these tantrum throwers that we're seeing in the news today, that's what they're wanting is socialism. And it was put in place by the devil himself while he was on this earth while he was running around, so we would not understand our true identity. I'd like you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis is the first book in the Bible, and Genesis chapter 1 is the first chapter in the first book of the Bible. I'd like to read to you something out of God's holy word right here. And I'm going to start with verse 24. God was creating everything, and God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kind, the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. Then... Then God said, let us make man 
in our image. Wait a minute. I thought God was speaking. Who's our? Our tells me there was more than one there. Clark, who was with God right there? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So if you're just wondering. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all. I've got all circled in my Bible right there. Over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over it, the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves upon the ground. We're made in the image of God. Write this down and you fill in the blank. God looks past your mistakes and he looks right at you and says, there's my masterpiece. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's my masterpiece. Anybody know what this is? Everybody has one. This is a television remote. No trick question. This is a television remote control. I think we all know what this does. For those of you that are under 40 years old or probably under 45, we had a remote control when I grew up, but it didn't look like this. Did it? <laughs> it looked like this, except I thought this. Justin, get up and switch that channel too. This is a television remote, and I want you to remember this. So when your mind says, I'm worthless, I just can't do anything right, I want you to switch the channel. Because that's your feelings. Your feelings not only make you feel good, but they make you feel worthless sometimes. And I want, you to, I want you to remember this. I want you to have one of these in your mind. And every time the enemy, which is not the devil, it's your own mind. The battlefield is between our ears right here, about five inches like, uh, like Mark said the other day. The battlefield is right here. The Bible talks about renewing our mind. So when the devil says that you're worthless, I want you to remember, you've got the remote control. Quit blaming things on the devil. He gets way too much credit. He's been defeated. And if you will defeat your mind right now and realize you were created in the image of, of, of God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus like we just read, and realize it ain't nobody else has got this remote control in your mind but you. Nobody else has got this remote control. The reason that you need to be here, 
I've never been, and for years I've never said, you need to be here. You need, my, my attitude, hey, we'll take you whenever we can get you. I've said that thousands. We'll, tie, we'll take you any time we can get you. No, you need to be here because if you don't have me or somebody every day telling you that you're good enough and that you need to be in the Bible, you need to get some word in you every day so you won't believe the junk that comes in your head because of what we hear on the outside. we got to wash your ears out, and we need to click that remote control that says, I'm worthy, I'm good enough, I'm righteous. Let's turn to Psalm. No, don't turn to Psalms. It's right here on your day sheet. Psalms 139, 14 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So when your mind says, all I do is make mistakes, I'm never going to change. I'm never going to get out of this addiction. I'm never going to have any money in the account. I'm never going to get along with that coworker. I'm never going to get along with my kids. Change the channel in your mind. Because the Bible says, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Not only was I made in the image of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but the resurrection has happened in me and He is alive. He's alive. He is alive. And He's not up there. I caught myself today. I've been praying all day. I ain't been begging. I've been talking to Him like He's my dad. And I caught myself. I got out of the feed truck, and I was praying. And, and boy, of course, it was just so beautiful outside, wasn't it? And, man, I looked up, and I'm like, God, thank you. And I, what am I doing? I turned around, and I said, God, thank you for being right here beside me. And then, uh, Jesus, thank you for being right here. Thank you that I can use your thoughts. It's a supernatural wisdom. And it's a supernatural peace that I can't manufacture in my own flesh. My ego won't let me do it on my own. But I can determine in my mind to change the, to the Jesus channel and realize that I can walk and talk and think like Him. Because fear will get a hold of you. Fear will get a hold of you. And I'm going to tell you what, I've been fighting that a little bit, but fear is not going to win. It ain't the devil. It's whether I decide to or not. I'm going to tell you about fear. Fear is like a rocking chair. Fear is like a rocking chair. Did I put that on your day sheet? Yeah, worry and fear is like a rocking chair. Sorry, I get, kind of, I get to listen to the Holy Spirit and I kind of jump around on my day sheet, okay? It'll keep you busy all day, but when it's all said and done, you won't go nowhere. There you go. There's fear in a nutshell. Back on track. Uh, turn to 1 Thessalonians 5. Oh, man, it's 8 o'clock. Okay, we're going to wrap it up right here. Oh, did you guys hear? The guy that invented the remote control died like a month ago. And per his request, he told him he wanted to be buried between two sofa cushions. 
First Thessalonians 5, 23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through, uh, through and through. May your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you had Jesus living on the inside of you? Raise your hand if you have Jesus living on the inside of you. He lives on the inside of you. This is not something that's going to happen in the future. He lives on the inside. So the coming of the Lord Jesus has already happened to you, right? So guess what? Your whole body, soul, and spirit will be kept blameless in the coming of the Lord Jesus, which has already happened. The one who calls you faithful, and he will do it. Sanctified. That's what you are. That's what you are. You're sanctified right now. Blameless. Kept blameless. You're there if you'll renew your mind. You're good enough. So when your mind says, I just can't get past my past. I'm never going to change. Click the remote. Keep this day sheet handy. Keep this one. Here's another one. I've only said this three or four times in seven years. You keep this handy and you pull out these verses and realize, I'm blameless. Because the resurrection of Jesus has happened in me. Keep this around when your mind wants to run wild with fear. Get that remote. Did you hear about the lady who, who uh, she was fumbling for something in her, in her purse during the offering at church one time, and, her, and the remote fell out on the floor, and an usher went to pick it up, and he went over to her and he said, Ma'am, do you always carry a remote control in your purse she says no not always but my husband wouldn't come to church with me today and she said i figured this was the most evil thing i could do to him <laughs> you got to keep this word going because proverbs 23 7 if that's not on your day sheet you need to write that down proverbs 23 7 as a man thinks so he is that's what you are. If you're watching TV commercials all the time, you're going to become one of them. Ephesians 4, 20 through 24, read the whole thing when you get a chance. It says, put on the new man. Realize your true identity. Click over from that liar to who you really are. You've got the remote. Joshua 1, 8 through 9 says, do not let the book of the law depart your mouth. Have these verses handy when your mind wants to run wild with fear and other desires and lust and greed and unforgiveness and all that other stuff that's damaging to us. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to leave you with this. This is not on your day sheet, and I would encourage you to write this down. I'm going to say it two or three times, and I'm going to pray. Here it is. Because on your last day here on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have been. On your last day on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have been. If you use the remote, that person will be the same person. The person you become will be the person you could have been. If you know and recognize your own identity, that you're good enough, you're worthy, you were created in the image of God, 
you ain't no barbecue chicken. You're his favorite son. Who you became and who you could have been will be one in the same. It'll be like watching the Westerns channel all the time. Lord, we thank you that we can have fun in church. Lord, I'm thankful that you made us in your image. And Lord, I'm thankful that we can recognize the lie of the enemy, which is ourself most of the time, and we can change the channel. Lord, I pray that the picture of this remote control will be branded on the minds of every single person here tonight, and that when a thought comes up that makes us want to quit and give up and throw in the towel, or run and hide, or just watch Andy Griffith reruns all day, Lord, I pray that we'll realize that we have something better than that. I pray that we'll realize we can change the channel on everything towards your channel, and realize that you have been recreated on the inside of us since the beginning of time. In Jesus' name, amen.